to the Comic Trope. Comic Trope, meet the Comic Trope. We're a podcast right out of history. From a small room with action figures, how we ever got to be grown mans of mystery. That was beautiful. Mm-hmm. We should also do haikus at some point. Hey guys, my name's Blake. I read comic books, and I don't know as much as I'd like. So I bring other people in who might know more than me. Today, to my right, I have Kate. And to her <laughs> right, I have Dave. Smiling Dave. Hashtag smiling Dave. We're going to talk about Flintstones because I finally got other people to read the Flintstones comic books because every time I'm like, hey guys, you want to read the Flintstones comic books? And they're like, hey, Blake, shut the fuck up. I want to read Saga. I was actually going to. This gonna, is true. Yeah, I just, I just read Saga. I was just going to say, uh, Flintstones, how about fuck you? <laughs> how about fuck stones, buddy? <laughs> That was the original name. That was what they were trying for, the Fuckstones. If there is not a porno online called the Fuckstones, then, you know. What are their names instead of Fred and Barney? Um, It's going to be Fred and Barney. Yeah, they don't. But it's going to be like, fucking Fred and Horny Barney. (laughs) Oh, God. Horny Horny Rubble. Horny Rubble. Horny Rubble. God, this is so gross. Okay, (laughs) we're also going to talk about uh, Luke Cage and what else are we going to talk about? What did we talk about? What are we going to talk about? What are we going to talk it's, about? Well, it's a, it's a comic trope podcast, so we're probably going to mention Titanic. I'm probably going to talk about dicks, and somewhere Kurt Russell's going to make an appearance. And Aquaman and Punisher, most likely. <laughs> uh, we're going to talk about comic book news today. There's a lot of merchandise that's coming out I think is worth mentioning. Yeah. Things um, we're excited about that are coming out. Yeah, you can find us on Twitter and on Facebook at the Comic Trope. You can find us on Instagram at the tro- Comic Trope. I guess you know the other Instagram, <laughs> the Comic Trope uh, at Canadian Blaken at Count Paper and at Golden Hairs. Golden Hairs. I always forget if there's an S or not. So if you'd like Plural. to, yeah. she's got a bunch of them. yeah, several th- hundred thousand of them. It looks like. Kate has one golden hair that she wraps <laughs> around her head. It's like inches thick. It's in inches thick. You've heard of a come over. This is Twirl the wrap Oh my god. Imagine if your superhero Ew. was that you only had one strain of hair. But it was super thick. It was super thick. It just... It just it was looked, like a dookie rope. It just... It just looked like the weekend, but <laughs> his hair was a golden strand just wrapped around your head. I, listen, I saw a guy uh, at the mall the other day who had a haircut that was very obviously inspired by the weekend. Uh-huh. And I just turned to the person that I was walking the mall with and I was like, this guy I think he is the fucking weekday. <laughs> weekday? You got him. You're not you even weekday. Son, you just Wednesday. You're a work night, motherfucker. You're a work night. <laughs> You're 3 a.m. to 7 p.m. <laughs> oh. At least the night shift. <laughs> On the night shift? What comic book character um, power would the night shift have? Like, if you were like, by day, yeah. David, by night, night shift. I, don't, I can only think about the morgue in uh, <laughs> Return of the Living Dead. <laughs> Um, I think that it's actually a K, and he's a he turns to a knight at night, and then he just shifts around, and he's real noisy, and everyone's like, "Who's that?" And it's because his armor's just scraping up against each other. Oh man, it's that shifty guy always dressed as a knight. 
<laughs> night shift. Night shift. Um, what, well, okay. So what sense. if? What if? All right. Follow me on this journey. What if there was a comic book called Night Shift or a television show or something? Yeah, television show. Let's say that. It's kind of like uh, Quantum Leap, except for this guy who lives with his parents, right? Seemingly, you know, uh, doesn't have all of his shit together, never left home, stayed in his parents' house after high school, and after all of his friends moved away, went to school and got jobs and stuff. Uh, and at night, he tells his parents that he works uh, stocking shelves or something at a like Walmart or Target or something. But what he really does is he has a job that he can't talk about where he tries to go back in the past and fix a rip in time that the government made. So they send him back in time, and he basically, every night, is a knight at Sir Arthur's uh, table. Damn, like, that's totally different that's than your story. Way better than my story. <laughs> I think I'm onto something here. That might be a really dope television show. It would be serialized like Quantum Leap was. And just at the end of every episode, it shows him going into the machine and getting put into the next scenario, and he goes... Oh boy, because that's what Scott Bakula said. Oh, he's got to have a one-liner. It wouldn't be oh boy because that was it's Scott taken Bakula's already. Thing, yeah. That sounds great. You know right there. Here we go. Here <laughs> <Yeah>, we go. <laughs> um, so, what kind of theme song does this sh- uh, this is TV show? Butt rock. Like, what does it sound like? Give us a it's, little hum. Okay, so we're gonna get the same guy who wrote the theme song for Enterprise, the Star Trek show that has Scott Bakula oh, well. on it. Okay, it's been a long time. Oh. Gross. I got angry. I got, wings I got so angry at David the other night. I was like, can you put Star Trek on? Just whatever. I don't care. And he put that on. I was like, what? Enterprise is a damn good show. And after you've Worst seen, intro. And after you've seen the entire series, the song, the theme song that you despise more than anything in the entire world has embedded itself. I was and like, you like listening to it. Because isn't there like something about this like shit? I have dreams of the heart. Late '80s, early '90s, like a like crazy premise show. What if we just totally rip off the X Files theme song and just put the word "night shift" in it? Night shift. We just like dubbed them so obviously. Night shift. Call up Mark Mother's Bob. Be like, hey man, I need I need that Devo magic. I need you to come in here and. Write the theme song for this show called Night Shift, and he for came free. in. He's like, Night Shift. That'd be amazing. When everybody knows your Night Shift, <laughs> we'll just take it off. <laughs> that Night Shift and them scrambled eggs. <laughs> Wish Amos was here. We just we need to get Randy Newman to come in and do Night yeah. Shift. Splish, splash, and a Kazam. Working on the Night Shift. You got a night for me. Everybody open the elevator lift. It's time for night shift. (laughs) Let's do some icebreakers. You hear that, folks? That's the climate in our planet. (laughs) (laughs) Being ruined ruined by your Republican overlords. Do you trust me? Is that the Titanic song? Was it? <laughs> What's the Titanic I'm trying, tune? I'm the king of the world. I've never I'm seen that movie. I'm trying to do this. I'm trying to do the tune from it. I don't care if you've never seen that movie. Like you that fucking is, heard the song. I love that this the, is the second, second episode where you've somehow 
got to mention that you've not seen. I'm proud of it. <laughs> Hashtag smiling Dave has never seen the I'm Titanic. I'm proud that I've never seen Titanic, and I'm proud that I've never seen any of those uh, Twilight, Twilight movies. movies. Yep, I I've never seen. Listen, I babysat my godson for every midnight release so that my best friend and his wife can go see those pieces of shit. Hmm. <laughs> okay. Well, if you're going to be really sad to find out that they're doing a mashup of the Titanic and... <laughs> Twitanic is called. And that was our next segment. Twitanic. <laughs> so there's an amazing website, guys. It's um, it's superpowerwiki, powerlisting.wiki.com, and they have a random um page generator. So what I'm going to do right now is I'm going to hit random page. I'm going to tell you a superpower because that's what this wiki's all about. All it does is uh, it it has compiled all of these superpowers that are from every genre, every movie, every comic, every cartoon, um, cartoon yeah. whatever, well, cool. and they've put it on this site. And so I'm going to give you <laughs> a ridiculous power and you have to figure out what known character um, could have this power or just make up a character, whatever you want. So the first one that I'm going to hit... Let me hit it. It will make a noise, obviously. So the name of this is Doubt Manipulation. (laughs) So the deal here is is that Blake's going to give me Doubt Manipulation as my power, and I have to come up with a superhero. It's his, his or her name. And how they got their powers and their, their general backstory. We're going to cherry pick these. So, so if we get flight, we're just going to move right on. That's dumb. That's been that's overrated. Well, it's, well, it's, a cool, it's a cool power, so, but yeah. Doubt manipulator. So, so tell us about doubt so manipulator. So what, 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 and what, what? <laughs> what, what, what? So, <laughs> doubt manipulation, also called cynicism manipulation, <laughs> doubt control, skepticism control manipulation. The user can manipulate, distrust, and Provide doubt and skepticism to themselves, people, and animals around them. <laughs> Make the do we, animals Do we sad. think Aquaman can do that to fish? Why do we have to always mention Aquaman and the Punisher? Can we go a whole episode without no, mentioning it's the theme. each? And now what Titanic if, will be part of each episode. What if um, <laughs> Kurt Russell? Oh, I, I'm glad we brought him oh, up. God, great. Time. Every every week, <laughs> Kurt Russell plays Aquaman against. Uh, against the Punisher on top of... No, in it's saving the, the people from the Titanic. <laughs> uh, okay, doubt manipulation. Who wants to take this one? My, listen, mine would be a villain. Okay, this can't be a, This is not a superhero power. What if it was? That would right? suck. <laughs> Trying to just my, listen, mine's, depress the villain mine's a out villain. of doing what they're doing. Mine's a villain. Okay. And his name is Doubt Syndrome. <laughs> <laughs> and basically... He's like Kilgrave, but his only he uses his powers essentially to make superheroes feel not confident about themselves because he was endlessly bullied uh, growing up. And so now that he's gotten this power, because he went out on his roof one night to jump off of it after being bullied in school, yeah. he gets struck by lightning and given the ability to pass his doubt and uh, his non-confidence on doubt. to other people. So he's able to manipulate doubt in other people and cause them to question themselves, which allows him to gain the upper hand. And then a lot makes the other people go home, and they end up writing poems about... Nope. Right? No. Nope. He's not that altruistic. <laughs> he, uh, he's... So doubt syndrome, real name, Kevin Goyer. 
Is that a real person? I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> Hit by lightning while trying to commit suicide. All right, here's here's my guy, okay? <laughs> Who who's a doubter? All right, he isn't a good guy, isn't a bad guy. All right, he used to be a college basketball player, and he man he hit the threes <laughs> man, hard. I'm telling, I'm telling you, his nickname was the Fire because he just dropped threes, and then he got in a horrible accident, probably maybe including. Uh, toxic waste. I don't know. But then he got all of these powers from it. And he called himself Mr. Doubtfire. (gasps) And what he did is he he would go to all these NBA games and he would he would gamble against the team that was going to win and he would go talk to all the athletes and make them doubt themselves so he'd get paid, son. Mr. Doubtfire. That's... I don't know how I feel. (laughs) I'll be very honest with you. Shit is Um, dope and you're wrong. Does it tell you the origin of who that actually came from? Uh, It does. It does. And let me tell you that I already went to the next page, so I have no clue where I'm going to get from. I'm like, who? Well, now... Who had that? Now, you, you could also be a really, like, third string Batman or Flash villain and just be called the Doubter. Right? Mm-hmm. And similar to the Riddler, you would just wear some sort of a suit with well, I guess the Riddler always ha- already has question marks all over his. But maybe he is almost like a copycat, but he's the doubter. And he just shows up and he causes people to think about like life and what horrible choices they've made, so they leave their post at the bank so he can go in and rob it, and then Batman shows up and he's like, Stand down, doubter. And he goes, I I'm here to take you in. But then are you sure you be- can? Shit, I don't know. But there has I should probably to be go home and think about this. <laughs> something that will like overpower that, overcome that. What's yeah. your, like it's there has Mr. To be... Altruistic man. <laughs> <laughs> like he couldn't just I don't know. What if he could do it without even speaking to people? It was yeah, just, like, you wouldn't even know his his only weakness? Tony Stop. Robbins. <laughs> Tony <laughs> Robbins. <laughs> he shows up with those giant hands and starts to give people confidence and the doubter has to retreat back to the shadows. Like a hug and it's like damn. Maybe things aren't so bad. All right, let's move on to another one. This is horrible, and you guys are going to know exactly what the power is as soon as I say it. Vehicle morphing. Oh. It's a transformer. Yeah. It it's a human transformer. But instead, you, but instead you get into, like, a flesh car. Ew. Oh, gross. <laughs> Quick, change gears. Is this your dick? Oh. Every episode, you're going to talk about the Punisher, Aquaman, and a dick. Well, you know why I do this, I don't remember this from last week. You know why I do this, right? I always have to bring a dick into it, because the joke in Mallrats is that Brody can't not talk about dicks when he's talking about comic books. Like, the thing, is his junk, is his dork made of orange rock, too? We never discussed that one with the comic code and all. Holy shit, I can't believe I'm talking to Stan Lee. Damn, this is hot. (laughs) What is a cockatrice? A cockatrice is a mythical monster, I believe, probably in Greek mythology, that's able to either, I'm pretty sure through its uh, shriek or call or whatever, to turn things to stone. Oh, well, this power is cockatrice physiology, but all it says is you have the power to mimic a cockatrice. So I just imagine (laughs) someone like running around the mall going... Well, so you're stoned. No, sir, you're, you're stoned. stoned. <laughs>
Let's on. talk about comic books. We have to. Um, I just kind of want to quickly mention a few comic books that I'm excited about um, since there's so many that are being released in the next few weeks from Marvel that aren't actually going to be Civil War II stuff. Um, I'm, I don't know if I've ever really talked about this, but my favorite, one of my all-time favorite comic book characters is Cyclops because I think that he... He's just been shat on, man. Well, for good reason. I was sure. I was just about to tell you, you're probably very alone in that. Yeah, I know. There's like 14 of you that are Cyclops apologists. Look, man. Psychopologists. Look, I'm not saying that what he has done was right. I'm just saying as a comic book character, he has been through so much. And, like, he's oh, the yeah, good guy. Sure. He's the bad guy. Like, you know, he was the guy who had the girl but didn't deserve the girl. He was, you know, there was just yeah. so much, like... I don't know, he's the new Magneto, but he was supposed to be, um, you know, he was supposed to be taking care of the mansion, but it said Storm did. Like, there's just so many, like, things that happened to him. You know, his, <laughs> I mean, imagine, Dave, imagine that all of a sudden you're s- sitting next to 18-year-old Dave and he got brought to your reality and you have to live in the same reality with 18-year-old I'd Dave. i beat that dude's ass. Really? I mean, that's kind of what he wanted to do. Yeah. Imagine that. If I had to, like, sit here and put up with, like, 18-year-old Blake, like, I'm voting for a third party. Shut up, 18-year-old Blake. <laughs> like, you know? <laughs> no one cares. We need to band together for the Green Party. Shut up, Blake. We don't <laughs> care. <laughs> we need to legalize weed. I know, Blake. Shut up. <laughs> Ralph Nader, Ralph Nader. <laughs> Ralph Nader wasn't the reason that he won. It was. Shut up. I love your 18-year-old voice. <laughs> but that's that's who he is, man. That's Scott Summers, dude. And this is... the So, there's a comic book coming out. We'll find out what happened in the six months between the Secret War and what's been going on now and what happened to Scott Summers. And I'm excited for that. I'm super excited for that. I don't even know... Like, I don't even usually go month to month with... Um, event books, but I might go month to month with this just because fucking hashtag Scott Summers. Hashtag Scott Summers. So I'm really excited about that. And uh, Kate, you're excited about something, right? Yeah, I'm. I'm glad you you brought this up because it actually had reminded me. Like during the summer, I was reading through um, like the blog section on on Image Comics when they just kind of like go over things that they they have coming out. And I came across one that made me really, really, like, excited and because it, it was, like, a sci-fi thriller. And so I kind of went back, and I and it's actually come out since then because at the time when I was reading about it, it, it was months out. So it actually came out in um, early September. But um, the one that I came across, it's called Eclipse. And it's, um, it's from Image Comics and also Top Cow Productions. Does that sound familiar mm-hmm. to you guys? Oh, okay. Top so, Cow's home of uh, Witchblade and the Darkness. Ooh. Not the band, though. Get your hands off what of if? my woman, motherfucker. Yeah. Anyway. But it's a series launching from like an up and coming writer. His name's Zach Kaplan, and the artist is Giovanni Timpano. So he did, it looks like Green Hornet and Lone Ranger. Oh, cool. Uh, yeah. And um, so the whole premise behind it is that sometime in the in the future is that there was like a solar event that essentially makes the sun unbearable to the point where it's 
humans have to start living in the dark. So, um, and behind that, so I'm getting my thoughts all mixed up. So essentially now people are having to live underground out of the light and then being in the sun. Well, I don't know exactly how they plan on doing it, but I don't know if it's like an instant death type thing. Mm-hmm. But so it's, it's kind of like, it looks like a whole story behind how, you know, civilization and society has been turned upside down around that. And when I was reading the synopsis, it almost comes across like a, um, like this, there's this, I almost want to think of it as like a, like a hitman or like a gangster type setup or what, but there's somebody who is essentially going around and using the sunlight as like a weapon. That's so, neat. Yeah. So, um, for him, and we don't know why, and I guess that's the point of the story, like he's, um, not affected by the sunlight like everyone else is. So, who, why, and what, we don't know. But so he uses it as like a threatening and did, kills people using that as like his weapon, but don't know why he's unaffected by it. He's going to turn out to just be Wesley Snipes. <laughs> he's going to be Daywalker. Maybe so. Well, if it's Image, it's probably going to be good. Yeah, and I actually, you know, before this, I was kind of reading up on it because one has come out already and I was looking through it and a lot of it looks... Um, the art and the way it's set up reminds me so much of the Walking Dead comics. Oh, cool. Almost exactly. Cool. So um, that's really interesting. It looks really neat. But this is like, it's based in New York City in the story. And um, it looks it looks pretty neat. And I'm, I'm sure there'll be more in depth around, around like, um, maybe what happened and what this individual is doing. Because he'll be the villain, I'm sure. But... Um, it looks really neat, and just the cover art is actually what really got me into it. But it looks like a seat came out already, the first one, so it's out there. And I'll, now that I know that, I'll probably end up picking it up, and maybe we can talk about it at a later date. But that's my my pick, Eclipse. Nice. Yeah. Cool. <clears throat> yeah. Totally Eclipse. Let's talk about comic book news. You read it, hear it. First. First things first. Obey your thirst. I got my Sprite in my right hand, and I dap my homie with the left hand, and I touch the button when I want to hear something, and when I want to hear nothing, then I don't touch nothing. That's a legit Sprite commercial from the Rhymes early 90s. nothing with nothing? To my man with my right hand, because yes. I, I keep the Sprite in the left hand, okay. and then I push the button when I don't want to hear nothing. I let Queen. it go when I want to hear something. Yeah. This is how we flow when we in the studio. Freestyle with Sprite, yo, how the rest go. So, yeah, uh, Luke Cage <laughs> in news. Luke Cage is debuted, debuted and debuted. You could probably, if you're, you're, you're listening to this, there 10% of the population has already watched all of it. Yeah. I don't know about population. Of the people who <laughs> will ever watch Luke Cage have already finished it and are critiquing it online. Yeah. I'm about um, two in, and I played the opening credits for you guys. What I like about the opening credits is... Uh, it's very hip hop. It's very Harlem. Like there's different. I mean, the opening sequences for all of the Netflix yeah. Marvel stuff has been so awesome. Good. So I remember the other. Was this last night? Um, I think it was you. You were talking about how Marvel was comparing today. Yeah, I was playing, today playing Xbox and comparing the how each of the Netflix series comparing them to Wu Tang members. Yeah, and so elaborate. Yeah, <laughs> tell us so well. Net- Netflix. 
um, well, Marvel's Netflix guy, whose name escapes me at the moment, their showrunner, uh, he was quoted recently as having said that his vision for all of the shows, uh, Marvel shows on Netflix, is that of solo Wu-Tang albums. So all the individual members, the kinds of uh, funky personalities they had were when they would make their own record, they were almost genre records. Like they were that rapper style specifically and the beats, RZA created the beats kind of to match them. Uh, but they would all come together for a Wu-Tang album, which sounds just like everything they did solo, but together, so yeah. nothing like everything they did solo. And he compared that to what the Defenders television show will be like, which of course they teased at Comic-Con this year. Um, but yeah, I, I spent the morning playing Xbox, talking to a couple of people about that on, uh, over over the headset, and we were trying to compare individual Wu-Tang yeah. members to, you, to you each of the comic book. Uh, Jessica Jones would be ODB. Yeah, like I, we couldn't, we couldn't really nail down. Like, cause there's no, <laughs> there's no female Wu Tang member. There are female Wu affiliates, but no, not proper. Doesn't have to be a woman. No, I know that. But it's <laughs> well, let, let's let's yeah. pull apart Jessica Jones real quick then. So she's, she's been burnt in the past. Uh-huh. That has made her tough. Right. Oh, but yeah. you know, but you, you know like that, respect her. We know that ODB has said many times that he's been burnt twice, but that was only gonorrhea. He's mentioned it several, several times. So she's been burnt. Um, well, oh, I know who I said it was. Inspector Deck, because she's a PI. Okay. And she's real, like, in, like Inspector Deck, she's, you guys know anything about Wu-Tang? I know way too much about Wu-Tang. They're rappers, right? They, they are. <laughs> that's correct. Like, they are, in fact, rappers. Hmm. If, uh, Neat. If, if Amos was on this episode, he'd be uh, scratching his head on this one. Amos is not a hip-hop connoisseur. No, he's a, he'd come in here and, like, tell hip-hop us anonymous. which... Uh, which banjo player each of the Netflix characters <laughs> would possibly be? <laughs> well, he he plays crawl style, and his beard is a little bit longer, and he yodels just a little bit higher. So who's the Jizza? Well, okay, so the Jizza is the genius, right? Jizza's the genius, and so it needs Jizza to be somebody genius. incredibly calculating. Um, and that's tough, because I don't know if if we've got a genius. I mean, uh, I would have Maybe no analog. No, maybe not to that degree. But I was I, thinking of like Daredevil. Like he's, I don't know, very. But it's just because he has heightened senses. Okay. But but he's just very like it's, in his mind. There's a couple of them are like gimmies though, because Iron Fist is clearly you got because he's mm-hmm. like the wackest member of the group. <laughs> but he has like the the golden you know like uh, gauntlets and you know you God's alias his his Gambino alias is Golden Arms. So he def that's 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 one thing, and then you've got um, Stick. Punisher. No, let's let's go. Ghostface Killer, Get it. for sure. Gotta bring up. All right, Punisher, Ghostface Killer. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I totally agree with that. I think that's a gimme. Yeah, I think I figured out who the genius is, and it's Stick. It's the guy. Mm. It's because he's he's the one will do anything to make sure that the hand gets taken out. And that means that hey, if that if that means that Daredevil's gonna have to sit out of this fight because he's being too emotional, then that's fine. Mm. The end game is we win, and that's what Jizza did. He's like, look, look, your lyrics are whack as shit right now, dude. You just, these beats are not going to you; they're going to this guy. Hmm. Hmm. Yeah, I can see that. So I'm going with Stick. Okay. So if Stick is the Jizza. Luke Cage, I guess, is kind of uh, ODB, though. Real soulful. I'm not saying that because he's black, all right? Calm down. But well, he's, you know, his his show, he, his character lives in Harlem, right? 
He's, uh, you can tell that, like, the whole show itself just has a real soul vibe to it. He's very, like, stoic and, like, kind of... ODB was, like, always kind of drunk and crazy, though. Yeah, I guess that's true. I mean, <laughs> maybe just he did say, "Oh, is... baby, I like it raw." And let's be honest, I can't see Luke Cage saying that. Luke it's Cage for the kids. Yeah. Luke Cage was was after love. He lost his wife. Uh, Moon Knight is clearly the RZA. He because he's an he's an insane like crazy genius that like thinks of everything. There you go. Because he doesn't sleep. If we're really talking analogs between the Defenders and and Wu Tang members, then we're saying Moon Knight is the RZA. Stick is the jizza, which is hilarious to me because <laughs> because just, move on because, because moving on, uh, you've got uh, Daredevil and Foggy <laughs> as Method it. Man and Red Man, who's not a member of the Wu Tang Clan, but it makes sense because Foggy's not a defender, right? Okay. Boom, got it. Damn. Uh, but they're like a duo, and then they, you know they're their own style when they're on their own doing their duo thing. Uh, you've got Jessica Jones as ODB because ain't no father to her style, and also she drinks a lot. She does. Oh, yeah. She is grown. She's a hard And she ass. definitely got burnt. She definitely got burnt. <laughs> right. That's a good one. Uh, and then you've got, um, of course, Luke Cage. We said that yeah. he also needs to be Method Man, though. Right, yeah. So that sucks. Mm-hmm. We got he two could, methods, man. He could be He <laughs> could be Raekwon. He could be Raekwon. I'm trying to think of what powers Raekwon had in the uh, Wu-Tang video game. <laughs> you know, when they all had different um, finishing um, moves. You're talking about, uh, oh man, Shaolin Styles or whatever yeah. it was uh, on PlayStation. That was a good ass game. It was good. I played it only for the finishing moves. That's the only reason I played hilarious. that game. Was it just a, like a fighting, it was a fight, it was like a, a three street fighter game. type thing? Yeah, it was a total. It was a total Mortal Kombat ripoff. Yeah, but the That's fighting, awesome. the was fighting was more like Tekken. Oh, yeah, the RZA did like a whole brand new soundtrack for the oh. uh, for the game. Sorry, it was, like, it was like, a lot of fun. What were you saying? Um, I was just saying it was the fighting was more like Tekken when you were controlling it. Right. Like it was more of like forwards and not yeah. not, not button mashing. It was like War Gods. Do you guys remember that shitty, awful, terrible game? What was the name of this? The game? Oh, it was called... Uh, it was either Masters of Shaolin or Shaolin Styles or something like oh, that. Oh, okay. Um, really good, though. Uh, I mean, for what it was, I guess. Mm-hmm. Not like, a, like yeah. an award-winning all-time greatest hit. But <laughs> Who did you say... Um, Punisher's Ghostface Killer. That's right. Is that all? And then, well, and then Iron Fist is you, God. So that, I'm trying to think about from the original nine who that leaves on the table. Uh, Master Killer and Inspector Deck, really. That's it. Hmm. Inspector Deck. Inspector Deck could beat Luke. I mean, that's that's totally believable. Inspector Deck is probably the best lyricist of the group. Really? Oh yeah, easy. I, I love oh, Ghostface. I feel like Ghostface, Ghostface puts Ghostface's out like delivery is better. He um, and he's yeah. incredibly and he can just put out album after album. Oh, he's prodigious as hell. I mean, the dude puts out four albums good. a year, and they're they're every bit as good as the shit he was putting out in the mid nineties. I mean, he's just incredible. So, in more news, kind of moving on um, to merchandise, it's about time of the year when we're finding out what new products are going to be coming out for Christmas. And there's a few that are neat, a few that are stupid, and a few <laughs> that are ugly. Let's start with one that's all three. And it's uh, there's a bunch of ugly Christmas sweater DC merchandise coming out. And the one I'm looking at now that I've tweeted out, if you're interested in seeing it, is a picture of Gotham City skyline with a big picture of the bat symbol 
um, right in the middle of the chest. And it, it looks like little reindeer that are actually um, batarangs or something. I mean, it's just awful. I hate Christmas sweaters. I hate ugly Christmas sweaters. And I don't love Batman. Oh. Um, I don't hate Batman, but I love Batman. You've been reading a lot of Batman books for someone that doesn't like Batman. Because I'm trying to become well-versed in the DC side of stuff because I am so horribly um, unbalanced and one-sided. Like, I just love Marvel, so I'm just trying... I'm trying to... You gotta be able to... I'm trying to dip my... To uh, to I'm just trying to dip my donut in the DC <laughs> coffee, you know? I'm trying to understand what it's all about. Uh... Well, I will say that similarly, there are a couple of, uh, I guess, brands that do ugly Christmas sweaters. It's a thing now. Yep. Um, I saw one last year. It was like a horror Christmas sweater. I want to say it was like Friday the 13th. Didn't or, Mondo Tees do that? Yeah, that's what it was. I guess. They did like, like a, a little, Gremlins a little one. series of them. Um, yeah. Yeah, Friday Gremlins the 13th. Gremlins was one. And then they had I'm a the, sucker for Gremlins stuff. The though. Shining. They had that one up there right. again. So it was the pattern, the floor pattern. Uh, sweater, which yeah. was amazing. Uh, Slayer um, does one every year that's like got their like logo with like upside down crosses and pentagrams like all over it. Uh, and I've always kind of wanted one, but they're eighty bucks. Oh, they're oh, how much is that one? Because that's the that's the other thing is like I've they're seen always that. really expensive. Like, that's, that's you know that's fun, but then they oh yeah they I think that the shining one was like a hundred and twenty five. No, see here's the thing like. <laughs> If it's like a neat, nerdy, funny piece of clothing, yeah. I better be able to wear it daily for me to spend eighty dollars on it. I should it. be able to wear so it. So a Christmas sweater, but and spill eggnog all over it, and I don't care. Uh, the best part of waking up is RTD two. RT RT. <laughs> the best part of waking up is RDD two coffee press. <laughs> you talking about retweet D two? <laughs> retweet D two. Which is, I guess, kind of fitting because Disney is the uh, number one cor- uh, quarter. Is that what of uh, Twitter currently? Which is excuse me. I get to see Twitter. <laughs> Ding dong. Oh hello! I'm here to taketh little Twitterina out on a date. Henceforth. <laughs> Froggy went according. Uh, <laughs> you guys remember that old children's tale from the sea? Um, is this we're talking about that frog that gets drunk and drives cars? And that's uh, that's wind in the willows. Oh yeah, oh, yeah, yeah. yeah, that's a good one. <laughs> he does that the whole time. <laughs> no, no, he, he does. It's it's boop boop. He's always doing the horn noise. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Wind in the willows. That the 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 nineteen eighties one. It's mm-hmm. like claymation. Oh, so yeah, that's what I it's was like thinking. equal parts terrifying, equal parts amazing. I watched it all the time growing up. I've actually got a DVD. So back to R two D two. R two D two is that there's a coffee press that you can uh, pre order from. Where's it on Nerdist? Where's I saw it? it on Think Geek. Think Geek. Yeah. And I do believe that Kate is asking Dave <laughs> to buy it for her. It's uh, she. She turned to me just now. It's in. It comes said, out in November. Buy it for me. Well, I, we already knew this though. She sent me a link with all this. Uh, Star oh, I Wars did. Stuff. I forwarded it because they also had. Um, not a, that I make. There's like a lightsaber like mixer thing. But they had a BB-8. Um, yeah, and a BB-8 maker. waffle maker. Yeah, waffle maker. Sorry. Um, um, waffle makers are legit, y'all. If you don't have one, go out and cop one. Go, go ahead and I know Word you're up. <laughs> sure. Word up to all them pancake makers out there. You're sleeping. You need to go get yourself a waffle maker. Because you could pour a pancake or you could just 
you know, press a waffle. Press a waffle. <laughs> you know, I, I'm anytime I think about Belgian waffles, I think about Don't Tell Your Mom the Babysitters Did, where her slacker, uh, Christine Applegate's slacker brother, uh, who's like the stoner or whatever, eventually learns how to make Belgian pancakes from Julia Childs on the uh, <laughs> on television, and so he's just making like shitloads of Belgian waffles in the morning. Oh he man! Goes, oh, Sue L made waffles. <laughs> I remember <laughs> the only thing I remember about that <laughs> is oh, like. Yeah. They yeah. they have all those dirty dishes, so they go on the roof to like. And they throw them off and skeet shoot them. <laughs> the dishes are done, man. <laughs> There's the best thing in "Don't Tell Mom the Babysitter's Dead" is when David Duchovny and his girlfriend roll up to the party at the very end, and he looks out the window at uh, two of Kenny's slacker friends who are parking the cars, and he goes, "Yo, Mad Dog, trying to park my car. We're on a break, dude." Yeah, park it yourself, Metallica breath. And they start laughing and, like, dab each other. And David Duchovny has to drive off in shame because he just got called Metallica breath. Oh, Metallica breath is the best thing ever. (laughs) What does Metallica breath smell like? Pennies. Sweaty pennies. I think it smells like, like, cigarettes and copper pennies. Yeah. Ooh. Ooh, so awful. So, you know, like... What um, if you hold change in your hand and you run to the gas station on a summer day? It's what Generation <laughs> X is gonna smell like in twenty years. Hey yo, Mad Dog, you wanna park the car? Yo, park it yourself, Metallica breath. In more toy news, Funko brands of vinyl figurines are doing the Animaniacs, and it's starting with Pinky and the Brain. Who here thinks they could remember the song in its entirety? I could totally do that song. If I have the tune, I could definitely. It's time for Animaniacs. What's the next line? Don is cute and Yakko yaks. What's the ending? Wacko packs the way of the snacks while Bill Clinton plays the sax. It's time for Animaniacs. I always loved in Animaniacs like all of the stuff about the Pluto and they did songs about. like science songs, educational, educational stuff, yeah. stuff. They did that one where um, they try to teach Wacko how to write acne backwards using a song, and he accidentally writes E equals MC squared. I'm like, well, yeah. pretty good, Wacko, except your A's always look like a two, but they're with Albert Einstein. And the whole time, Albert Einstein is like looking for his big break, and at one point, he slams his head on the desk and he goes, Oh, I'm a failure. Stupid Einstein, dummy boy. (laughs) (laughs) And now, another useless fact. So, hashtag Smiling Dave and I give the Funko Animaniacs vinyl figurines a five out of five fingers in air. Yeah, what was their, they look awesome? Um, who was your favorite? I'm excited character from Animaniacs. From Animaniacs. I mean, speaking the, the brain, speaking the brain always did it for me. I also really liked the pigeons, the good feathers. Good feathers. Thought those were always really, what was that? What that? about some sort of a joke? He had to amuse you. I always thought that was really funny. The Joe Pesci pigeon. Yeah. I I I knew who that pigeon was before I knew who Joe Pesci was. <laughs> oh, this pigeon is Joe Pesci. Oh shit, Joe Pesci, yeah, yeah. Oh, that's that guy. Well, I knew the pigeon of him. Hey, I know the pigeon version of you. Yeah. Well, and most people that are most people that are our age was were probably familiar with Joe Pesci, if nothing else, from Home Alone. So, what news do you guys have that you'd like to talk about? Uh, In related news, uh, Funko and a whole lot of other uh, toy manufacturers Mm -hmm. debuted their uh, 
Force Friday stuff. So yesterday was Force Friday. It is something that they did last year, where in advance of The Force Awakens, there's a lot of Star Wars toys that hits the street, kind of to start the hype train rolling early. Right? Here at the end of September, beginning of October, you go ahead and just get this thing going so they can keep moving for two whole months before we actually get to the release of the film. So we've got Rogue One coming out this year, and all the Rogue One toys and accessories are hitting the shelves. So that most places, Target, Toys R Us, Walmart, well, Walmart's usually 24 hours, but a lot of places opened at midnight last night to start selling the stuff, which just shows you the power that Star Wars has in our pop culture. But uh, Funko has shown off all of their stuff, and a lot of it has been released already. So Rogue One Star Wars stuff. They also showed off their Rebels, which is the animated series on Disney XD. Oh, yeah, you're really excited about that, right? Yeah, I yeah. love Rebels. Uh, season 3 actually started uh, last week, so they did their little movie, shorter, like, like kind of longer episode, mini-movie uh, kickoff thing for season three last week, so uh, it looks amazing. I downloaded it because I, I buy the season pass every year off iTunes, but I haven't had a chance to watch it yet. I, uh, I'm pretty, pretty stoked about it. I'm not a huge Star Wars nerd anyways, and I'm not, gonna, right. not to the extent now that at 35 I'm going to wait and go to Target at midnight to buy these toys, Though, which is fine. If, if you would asked, I would have said, let's go. Right. But... Well, she's a ride or die bitch, but... <laughs> What about Sumsums? Isn't that how it's pronounced? Yeah, Sumsums. Yeah. I cannot believe the how Star like, Wars ones are. are cute. What's up with like little little pillows <laughs> being so crazy popular? Yeah, well, you popular, can get them bigger too, like an actual like pillow popular size. enough that they have their own comic. Yeah, oh, that's right. They in Marvel, there's a, there's a video game. There's several video games on the App Store. <laughs> there's a show. There's a Tsum Tsum cartoon where there's just little fat versions of... <laughs> little, like, beans. Yeah, you know, little, little bean versions of uh, Disney characters that just roll around and get into mischief. Are these, like, <laughs> are these like Japanese body pillows that have just shrunk down? Like, what? where well, do they come can, from? You can even buy the full-size Tsum Tsum uh, body pillows. And I'm sure Sequoia knows some kind of background about where Tsum Tsums originally come from yeah. and what they're... What their genesis or origin I'd have, is. I've had my eye on the Hulk for a long time. You know, that one's adorable. That's really cute. That one, all the Marvel ones and the Star Wars ones are great. Yoda. Yoda is adorable. I mean, we don't own any of them because we're super adults. I mean, we still got a yeah. lot of toys, though. But I would, so get, I would Here's my question. You mentioned there's only one toy that you collect, and I believe we've mentioned it several times in the podcast. With it, break the, where we are right now. That, that Blake is surrounded by toys and action figures. <laughs> yeah, they're room. looking at us everywhere man, right now. My man ODs on Marvel Legends. So my question is, what if you know they start doing a Star Wars Legends series? Um, they already have like a six-inch Star the Black Wars. series. Yeah, yeah they're mm-hmm. pretty similar. I I need to. I need to cut down as is. I'm, I need to... We wish you guys could see this right now. Maybe we'll <laughs> this do is a... not bad. It's great. That's what it is. <laughs> You're right. It's not bad. It's all <laughs> great. Well, I finally forced you guys to read this comic. And I'm going to now force you Ew. to talk about it. And that would be the Flintstones comic <laughs> book that... Um, there's been three that have come out on DC. Uh, Dave, since you just recently read it, how would you explain the number two issue, which I asked you guys to read? Oh, okay. Yeah, uh, you know, after Blake's synopsis, and I did this a little reverse because I read the second issue and then read the first issue after that, so I believe there's a third issue now. Yeah, there's a third issue. I think okay. the fourth one is coming out this week too. I will definitely, I will definitely read the third and the fourth. I'll, I'll keep reading it. Uh, I was. Yeah. 
I was definitely surprised. Blake's been kind of going on about it <laughs> since the first podcast that we spoke about it, probably six or seven podcasts ago now, I feel like. Um, you know, I, I really enjoyed it a lot more than I thought I would. I will say this. Uh, it is very obviously ham-fisted in its uh, critique or lampooning. Maybe not even lampooning. It's just it's uh, social. Oh, yeah. There's some messages in there yeah, <laughs> that are not subtle. <laughs> so the, so the, the comic that I asked you guys to read, number two, uh, the, the main arc is, consumerism. About, is mm-hmm. about consumerism. Yeah. And they, Very ham-fisted. they're going to church, and it turns out that in church they worship different animals, which kind of makes sense. And, you know, you think about like... Old bedrock times. So yeah. Like caveman times. Yeah. Who, who are they going to worship? You know, probably some kind of big, crazy animal. But it turns out that every time they go to church, it's a different animal, and every animal is also an appliance for them. So it's like, oh, so this week I'm going to be worshiping my vacuum? And it's just like, it's so obviously yeah. meta and it, it, that it's almost corny. But at the same time, the fact that, you know, you're worshiping your vacuum, that's pretty cool. <laughs> yeah, it's like this whole just... Gotta worship something. What's it this week? And then near the end, it's like now it's invisible. And I'm like, oh gosh, like that's just speaking to to so many things. But I was actually pleasantly surprised because yeah, Blake's been pushing this for a long time, and so we we read it. And I I enjoyed it. The animals, I I felt bad. Dino's. They made me kind of sad. Yeah, Dino's introduced at the end. It was a cool way to introduce. Yeah, I didn't know that there was. It was the second of three because I thought it was the. It, I didn't. I guess I didn't. It reads really easy, but it was right? just like yeah. its own little story there. Yeah, I liked the way everyone knows what the Flintstones are, even if they've, even if they've been really even watched much Flintstones, because it's yeah. just part of it's part of American culture. It's so yeah. ingrained in us, and so that the way they're presenting it is assuming that you kind of already know who the Flintstones are, and so they're introducing things in a weird way, like the way they introduce Dino, the way um, that Betty is introduced, and it's just like it's neat. It's, yeah. I thought it, I thought it was really neat when I started because obviously I'm picturing the cartoon in my head and that's what these characters look like or even the movie. Remember right. when the movie came out? Um, but the art for it is really neat. I thought that was really neat how it like made it like kind of humanistic and Pebble is like kind it's of like a hipster teenager. It's definitely not it's as neat. cartoony no, as I expected it to be. It's not. I wouldn't say that it's super realistic. No, um, but it's just like. Yeah, he's um, yeah. it's done by Steve Pugh, uh, who did uh, a lot of Convergent stuff uh, for Harley Quinn, and his stuff was his stuff is kind of sexy um, in other comics. And when I saw that he was tagged to this, I didn't know what to think, but I thought that I mean they look like it's more realistic. The panels are very like kind of classic panel to panel, yeah. but the action scenes are done really well. I, and also the lettering is really easy to read. Uh, oh yeah. Read through it really fast. I don't, you know, a lot of times you read rehashed like uh, cartoon to comic book, comic book. Reimagined. Reimagining. Yeah. And you can tell that the writer and the artist just are writing. Uh, they don't care. They're just trying to make a buck. I do not feel like that mm-hmm. with Flintstones. It's, it's it's really neat. Um, I yeah. feel like I've said neat like ten times, but <laughs> neat. That's pretty. It's neat. a neat. It's a neat comic. It's also not. Um, and I, you also might also like assume that it's going to be like a children's comic, 
like it doesn't come across that way either. Like the Flintstones, you just think, because in my mind, I can't help but just think that it's going to look like the cartoon series. And it's just not that, it's not that way. So, um, you know, I, it's it's fun. It was good. I would, I would, I'm going to read the other two. You know, initially, I think that I was put off by it. Just the thought of reading it, or not, not when, the you, thought of when you were actually it. reading it. No, no, no. Whenever when when Blake was presenting it to oh, me okay. the first time through, you know, I was put off by the concept, and I'll, we and I'll tell you why. We doubted you, Blake. <laughs> yeah. and I'll tell you why. Because I'm I'm trying to see, you know, when you take a property, the worst thing you can do is to lose what the property is inherently all about, right? So. If you were to take, and there's so many different modern, you know, takes on older ideas where it's just completely destroyed because they they threw out the element that made it what it was and just tried to modernize it too much. So my fear was the tone had been changed, obviously. The art style had been changed. And all that's fine, but my initial impression was they'd also kind of taken away what made, you know, the Flintstones what it was. Because the Flintstones cartoon is really a out-of-time, idealistic look at what 50s America was like. Yeah. You know, yeah. it's, you know, uh, taking the dog and put out the cat. It's Milkman. Yep. It's uh, it's classic cars. It's drive-ins. It's living in a society that is, is idealistic and is close to, you know, pro- post-World War II, uh, baby boomer perfection as a, per- a person could imagine. Because that's who the cartoon was for. It was for baby boomers originally. Uh, just like the Jetsons, which is the alternate, right? It's the look of what the baby boomer generation would see as the ideal uh, future. So with that considered, I, you know, I'm thinking to myself, like, well, they've changed too much. It isn't that anymore. So I guess, you know, my deep thought after reading it was, shit, they actually, <laughs> they actually modernized it and they just took either the millennial look or the Gen X look and turned it into a Gen X or a millennial version of what the original Flintstones was. I don't think they're totally ignoring it, though. I think they're keeping... I think they are keeping that 1950s white America kind of theme. Yeah. And it's it's kind of being juxtaposed, and it's being used as almost like a, well, this is what you expect it to be. So when we do weird, weirder things in the Flintstones, it's Mm -hmm. even more strange because you don't expect it to be um, a millennial. Like, for instance, the gag that's quick in the first comic book is that he's holding a stick, like some random character is like, do you mind if I vape? And he's holding like the stick to his mouth. Yeah. So it's funny cause it's millennial, but it's also like even more funny because not only is vaping ridiculous, the ideas of it being like in a 1950s, like kind of like element is even stranger. Also, let me point out that for people who don't remember Flintstones were used to sell cigarettes. Oh yeah, in the yeah. in the fifties. I mean, I so, don't remember it as if that was a lot. But like but they I mean, smoked like, and like like Marlboro yeah. backed them for a while. Also, they were going to be called the Flagstones. Like originally. Yeah, yeah originally it was going to be the Flagstones, which Flintstones. It's this like a flint it, on a rock. It makes sense. Makes more sense. So Flagstones. But you know, put flag in a put flag in a name, and America will have it. Oh. I don't really know. We love the flag. Well, flagstone is a is a type of stone. It's a like a. But I don't feel it. Is it? Yeah, oh, I didn't know that. I don't think I want to say. Obvious. Oh, okay. Well, maybe that does make more sense. My uh, my Apparently grandparents. Not. My parents yeah. had a flagstone walkway, um, and uh, 
I when it, when I was very little because the flag sun usually stays really cool in the daytime. I would lay down in the hot heat. There's a picture of me on my Facebook page actually of me I've laying down. Yeah, that's that's flag sun. So I wouldn't. I would say that this is a comic book that you don't have to read every one of them, but you yeah. could pick it up and enjoy it. So I have two other people here, Comic Book America, that said you should try to at least read a Flintstones book. Yeah, do it. I what's I, your rating? My rating uh, yeah. on it. If I was just going to give it a rating, yeah. I'd give it like a like a B, like a flat B. Okay. Yeah, I would. I would give it like a. I, you know, it's hard because it, there's only three out, and two of them are real strong, and one of them is just okay. I, I would be hesitant to give it just a B at the moment. I would probably go B minus because I don't. It the comic books don't. You can just read one comic book, which is cool, but there's not like an arc. Right. It doesn't seem like so. We'll see where it goes, but I mean, fuck. For a, for, if you told me that I would enjoy and love two out of the three Flintstones comic books that were going to come out, I would yeah. tell you that you're smoking crack. You smoke smoking a fl- twig. Smoking that flag rock. <laughs> that sounds like some Australian slang. Yeah. You might go bag a flag rock. You got a gram of flag rock on you, man. <laughs> gram of flag. A gram of flag rock. Um, the. The thing that I my okay, so my one qualm with it that, that may, probably would give it a B minus over a B mm-hmm. was that I don't know how the technology for the TV was supposed to work. Oh, they're yeah. usually so good with you know the the Flintstones uh, animals, inventions, the animal inventions, and what yeah. they do. How does the TV work? I don't know how the TV works, but can we talk about like the broadcasters? The, so the first time they watch TV, it's the, first, it's the first ever broadcast ever, and then yeah. all of a sudden, like a rock falls on a person or something. Like earlier today, image. They go, earlier today, a man in bedrock was killed when a rock fell on him and crushed him. We have a photo of it for you to enjoy, and it like shows a picture of a guy being like exploded from a huge boulder falling on him. And he says, ah, yes, there might be young people watching. We just realized. That sorry we showed you that. Sorry we showed you that. The news is, this thing it's is very, very new, new to us. us. I love that. I don't know why. I forgot all about that scene because it's. It's good. The there's a lot. There's a lot of punches, man. Yeah. It's quick. It's, but yeah, good point. I didn't even think to like, how they have it. Like, oh, yeah, they've got like a bird with like really sharp teeth that's opening a can. They've got a garbage disposable. It's like a giant chameleon or iguana or yeah. something. Not like dishwashers. It's not like they have electricity. So, yeah, yeah the TV is kind of ridiculous. That's all we got, my friends. Check us out next week or two weeks. Trying to get week to week just can be kind of difficult. But thanks for listening. Check us out at The Comic Trope on Facebook and Twitter. And until then, remember... Comic books are your friends.